It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. You know, somebody tweeted at me this morning uh, when I put up, as we do with the show tweet every day, uh, more Black History 365 today at 11 a.m. on the transatlantic slave trade, an inclusive account of American history. And her comment, pretty straightforward. I'll paraphrase. I don't have the tweet in front of me, but you know, when do we get to just American history? Not just black history. And not in a bad way. She didn't mean it. I don't believe in a negative way. But her point's well taken, and my answer was very simple. Follow this path that we're taking. We began with Unit 1 two weeks ago. You have to know the foundation, know the history. We talked about technology in many ways, life, culture, agriculture, and more. And now we'll go to Unit 2, again, a 10-unit course for you to get, share with your kids, use as part of homeschooling, share with your school, share with everyone, because this is an inclusive account of American history. And every two Thursdays, we're going to continue to work our way through. We can't certainly teach you, and I am no teacher, teach you all 1,248 pages plus the QR codes, the curriculum designed with integrated technology that's been created for the people, including the Texas edition, but we can lead you there. And, of course, the transatlantic slave trade in Unit 2 is something that receives a lot of discussion. But is it the right discussion? Is it the intellectual discussion? Has it become too much the partisan discussion? Our two authors, Dr. Walter Milton Jr. and Joel Freeman, Ph.D., with us as always. But first, we'll go with the teacher among us, the one who has been both a principal and a superintendent, and that is Walter. So, Walter, uh, we'll start with Unit 2, my friend, because the nation needs an education on the transatlantic slave trade. So where do you want to begin today? Well, uh, that's a great question and a great statement uh, that you've made, because the nation really needs clarity. And the transatlantic slave trade was the underpinning of the form, formalization of America, you know, the forming of this great country. Because one thing that it really focused on was to create uh, free labor. Um, and so with this uh, free labor, it really increased, um, you know, manufacturing, you know, trade, all of those things. And so when the uh, those people that were enslaved, many of them came over with skill sets. Um, with welding, architectural uh, design, plans like that. And that's something that people are not aware of. Uh, these were not just docile um, agents uh, that they picked up from the shores of Africa, but these were people that um, had talent. But um, I think that if we look at the root development of America um, with that free labor, and, and we still have benefits from today, uh, believe it or not, um, it really uh, served as an impetus to the development of this great nation. 
You know, Walter, before we, and let's continue, obviously, on the transatlantic slave trade, but to your point, it also didn't begin here. Before America and the roots and the the intersection of the transatlantic slave trade, slavery out of Africa was already underway in other parts of the world. Absolutely, absolutely. And we have, um, we have to really look at the Arab slave trade, and in some cases, with the Arab slave trade, the transatlantic slave trade paled in comparison to that, because that slave trade was much longer, um, it was much more detrimental to the culture of, 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 the, of the various African nations, um, and that was ongoing. And that's something that uh, we intend to come out within our next series of writings, because that's what we're researching now. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the British slave trade. I want this path, I want people to understand, just as we did in Unit 1, a little bit more about the path and how it got here. So the, the British slave trade was very much a part of the world, and, and of course the intersection with the, Atlant with the transatlantic and American component. Yeah, they, the British slave trade, um, and, and that's what people have to realize, the um, the the, um, the slave trade to America was just one component. Um, there was uh, slavery that touched all parts of the world, uh, the Caribbean islands, um, Great Britain, Europe, um, all different areas. And I think sometimes for some reason we focus on America, but it was it was impacting the world. And uh, with trade and and finding goods and services and, and finding free labor was conducive to, to different aspects of the world too. You know, in the in the book uh, and in Unit Two, you have a map, uh, the horrible voyage, and it lays out the Atlantic slave trade, or as we're called, as it's referred to, the transatlantic slave trade, one of the largest long distance coerced movements of people in human history. We hear the narratives being talked about today and in the way it's being taught as being an American-only event, but it was so much bigger than that. The Americas were involved, but America was not the only nation or the young nation involved. Uh, protecting the cargo was a part of this. And in the elephant experience in Unit 2, Walter, uh, you talk about protecting their human cargo, slave insurance, something, you know, like you said, it was a business, something we don't often hear about and think of. Who was involved? What was that like? Right, right. It, it definitely was a business. And, and you know, it, it was companies behind it, and some of the companies still exist today. But they had slave insurance, and slave insurance was <laughs> the protection um, that if they lost any slaves in the process and the transitioning or the voyage, then um, they, they, they wanted to cash in on, on that insurance. And it was very serious, and many people are not aware of that, that this is a business. And, and at the core of all of it, it wasn't so much if, uh, you know, these, these people from the African nations were, were liked or what have you, they were definitely seen as a commodity. 
in a business. And so when they got the people that were talented, it became a luxury and a commodity altogether. So that that was the, the challenge of it all. And I think that um, it was clear for us that we had to bring a lot of clarity around this so people can really understand the business aspects of, of what, what had trans, trans, transpired. Right. You know, one of those companies you referenced, Lloyd's of London, you know, maybe one of the most uh, recognizable names in the world of insurance and the business of insurance uh, was that company that still exists today. Uh, what about other companies and how they conducted their business and other aspects of this business? Because if it's a commodity, there has to be value. There has to be a value attached. Well, we can definitely look at places, uh, corporations like Citicorp, uh, Wells Fargo, and other um, um, banking systems that we uh, so graciously um, deal with uh, to this day. Um, it definitely was a the best form of normal profit um, in terms of investing in this uh, process of getting um, uh, these individuals to participate in slavery and also the business that was conducted with many of the uh, various African tribes, um, you know, to, to, to get some of the slaves from uh, fratricidal conflict and, 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 and wars that had taken place on the, uh, on the continent itself. You know, that other side of the coin uh, in Africa that doesn't get talked about much. Uh, the imagery or the, the discussion is often, you know, as you mentioned, Arab slave trade much longer, but whites, Europeans going to Africa and taking slaves, which they did. But what about African nations and the conflicts there that, that played out and the sale of slaves to white slave traders? Yeah, that's what I was referring to as the... Um the fratricidal conflict, um, where Africans were um, participatory in that process because um, as it was business, um, many of them were recipients of, of some of the goods and, and services uh, that were provided to for the, uh, for the sale and the return of, of, of many of those slaves um, who were very, like I said, who were very talented in terms of being able to uh, develop and deliver on the things that this, this this nation and other aspects of the world really needed. The business aspect of this, to me, Walter, is fascinating. As horrible as you know, as we see slavery of anyone, regardless of color of skin, it's been a part of our. It's been a part of the planet since our existence, since societal existence, but that it was seen only as a business and that people were seen as commodities. What were some of the other factors that allowed that to, to happen? What do you think were some of the driving forces? Well, I, I can, I can definitely talk about the results of it. Um, we know that the business piece uh, care, um, was, was at the forefront, but also these people, they had to be, uh, not looked upon as human beings. They had to be looked upon um, as as degraded just as much as uh, animals, if you will. In some cases, animals won't even um, deal with that level of victimization or 
or, or servitude, uh, if you will. Um, but what it did in terms of the results of it, it really destroyed um, families. It really destroyed culture. And I think that uh, in some cases, even today, we still deal with the after effects. And I know a lot of people say, well, hey, that was many, many years ago. Um, it has no problem. But I think that the generational um, uh, challenges that have taken place, there has to be some mechanism of, of looking into this more um, because I think the aftermath was, was really devastating. It was great on one end because we, we all benefit from um, the growth and development of this great nation. And one of the things that I've come to discover is that black history is not outside of American history. It is an intricate, intimate part of American history. And so that's why we decided to uh, title the book uh, Black History 365 and Inclusive Account of American History. And I think that with the understanding of the, um, of the development of this nation and how it all came about, the good, the bad, and even the unbelievable, I think it would definitely bring about a, a certain amount of healing and it would circumvent some of those negative things that have um, worked to our demise. You know, out of what is, you know, as this tragedy that played out in fairly recent history, even though hundreds of years ago, fairly recent compared to the entirety of world history and human history, uh, there were, for lack of a better term, Walter, good outcomes for some and some groups. It, to me, I look at you know Africa as being also a, a loser because it fractured, broke nations, broke families, which is also how you have nations and other things that were done that, that did not allow development, maybe a natural development. And it's something we can never fully obviously game out, but that wasn't allowed to happen. On the other side of this, uh, or on another facet of this, as a result of the slave trade, the population of Africa spread to other countries, and when freedom for slaves became a part of the fight, and it was won eventually, uh, blacks were able to grow. So something so horrible, so detrimental, could also result in other outcomes. You can join me live on The David Webb Show, Monday to Friday, 9 to noon East, on Sirius XM Patriot 125.